All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Old Mood Podcast, episode 41. It is 41. 41. It is 41. Yes. Man, yep. I don't know why I even thought about it. It was definitely 40 last week. All right, we're uh-huh. good. Uh, I am your host, Blue Squadron, and oh, as always, joined by my two co-hosts here. Uh, we'll start with Jaycoon this week. Hi. Hi, my name is Jaycoon. Oh, I'm my God. I'm with 765 gear score. I do a lot of endgame TD content, such as Olin's Valley, the dungeons. I'm currently working on getting back into bartering and possibly going for the null. It's the last treasure that I need. And you can find me over at twitch.tv slash jacobtv before the T. All right, I, Jay, there was a moment uh, there no, where you paused I, abnormally no, long no, after the word hi, no. and I thought that's all you were going to give us. Like, and I'm joined with Jaycoon, you were just, hi. Hi. Your little raccoon just did the, yep. and then you were done. Hi. Okay. <laughs> and Blonde Bear? Hi. I'm Stop. Blonde Bear. Um, Stop, bro. I, uh, there ain't no way. Still working on my LVI, and, uh, you know, still working on the Owens piece, you know? Having a good old time. Playing Scholar. Playing a lot of scholars, it's very oh, fun. Really, you really enjoying scholar. Mm-hmm. I really am enjoying scholar. I got the new Vercant on there. I bought some weight, and honestly, oh she's very, God. very comfy. Hmm. Wait, did you roll the new Vercant you know? to her, or did you get, just make another? No, I made a, my second one. I was oh, thinking about making God. the second one for the shy, but I ended up making it on the scholar. It looks really clean. Dude, you're crazy. Um, I like no it. Shot. Did you know that the um the voice actor for scholar is playing BDO? And, yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. And, and, and Wutaru um invited her to the the you know the um to the discord that we're all in and yeah yeah, yeah. we actually got to i didn't i wasn't there but they they all got to talk to her and i'm like jealous what? that's so cool i yeah. know that's really cool that's crazy yeah he sent me I, I forgot he actually sent me her uh her info and stuff she's streaming on twitch too sometimes as well oh my god which is pretty that's cool. awesome i know which is actually pretty cool mm-hmm. i've been having a lot of fun with uh scholar as well but I have not been able to play as much, admittedly, just because um, I want this pesky flame just won't drop for me like it will for some people. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> um, yo, like I'm, I'm on a speed run because tonight's the last night of the event. Disclaimer of uh, alert: you have to pull your coffers out tonight, uh, or you lose like oh, five billion no. silver. Uh, if you haven't already gotten oh. your Ator shoes, I know. Both Jay and Blonde are like, that sounds like a you problem. Um, we got our flames like a month and a half ago. Like, okay, buddy. Um, but like for the for the end game players that have not gotten uh, their flames yet, they absolutely have to pull their coffers out tonight. Okay. Let's go to the subject that everybody wants to talk about. There are some mm-hmm. big suggestions on the Global Labs uh, for changes to the game, uh, especially in PvP. And for the very first time, uh, really in, in the history of the game, I think, uh, we are seeing the developers mm-hmm. actually ask the player base uh, for feedback based on a set of options. They're asking us what we would like the most out of the three options. So uh, have you guys caught yourselves up to speed with uh, the various options here mm-hmm. and what's going on? Yeah. Yes. But for the listeners who haven't, can you summarize it for us? <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, Jay, do you know? He's like, that's a PvP thing. That's all you've been done. That's all you've been done. All right. Mm-hmm. So there are three options for the direction that the developers want to go with PvP. Uh, the very first option uh, involves basically, it's tough because it's a Korean interpreted, uh, interpreted thing, but essentially what they're looking at do is, doing is adding more protections to the game like they were thinking about doing. Not like the like the first patch necessarily, but like 
adding a few more protections, but then adding gaps in the protection. Whether there's, you know, you lose SA at the end of the skill, or maybe you lose frontal guard. It's not frontal guard at the start of the skill, but it is frontal guard at the end of the skill. So there would be just natural gaps in the protections of your skills. Um, uh, the second option is to scale back the amount of front or, um, super armors in the game in favor of more frontal guards. So instead of, you know, Succession Berserker, uh, not to point any fingers, but directly at, uh, at Blonde Bear. Uh, so for Succession Berserker, particularly very super armor heavy class, um, they would scale back one or two of those super armors and make them frontal guards instead. And the third option, and perhaps the most controversial option, is to keep all of the current changes that are on the global labs, which is adding super armors, adding frontal guards, etc. Uh, but then adding a grab to every single class in the game, which is kind of a wild suggestion. So, like, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts. I have I have stronger opinions on this. I am a PvPer, so I'll save my um thoughts for last i'm curious as mm -hmm. pveers um you don't necessarily speak in terms of pvp but like how do you guys look at this like that obviously this has an impact mm -hmm. on you guys too jaycoon where are you leaning on this I, um so i i guess let's like um to like just i just want to clarify something on method uh like the option one i uh, you, you mentioned it was like gra gaps but I, I guess how i interpreted it was um it's like ignore super armor or ignore forward guard can is is can we clarify that because uh cause um, like, maybe oh it's yeah so the maybe. yeah so the very first option also includes so mm. like there would be some gaps on your skills but then they they did there's some wording in there that makes us mm -hmm. think that like there's skills that would maybe shoot through a frontal guard yeah um, or, to, like, or hit um, like, you out of you know super how, like, armor. The flame tower right yeah, the flame tower you know how, like it hits yeah I, I was that that's how i interpreted it correct and so like to discuss that like you know, when um, as a PvE player, it's like, you know, I think it's a little bit frustrating that, you know, certain mobs can ignore your protections. Like, you know, the boss splits bosses ignore that. The mobs from Ataraxian and bosses in Ataraxian ignore super armor and forward guard sometimes. The field bosses and well bosses. So I can imagine it would be a little bit more frustrating. Uh, definitely frustrating if that element was added into a PvP setting, you know? Yeah. And then right. um, I just want to discuss about like uh, method three where everybody, you know, is mostly protected and has a grab you know this this was probably the proposal that got the most polarizing responses from what i've seen mm -hmm. of people really either wanting this change or absolutely despising this change uh, for me as as much as i know how powerful grabs are and have been on the receiving end of grabs <laughs> for many years in game and irl i think yes. in the long run it would create a very difficult game to maybe balance if classes were designed and centered around having everyone having a grad. So I'm not the biggest fan of this one, but for option two, I, I, I kind of really like the idea of exchanging uh, from what I understand from the wording. It says where we're, we're exchanging super armors for more forward guards. And I think forward guards really reward players who understand good positioning of their character. You know, you're only protected from the front side, obviously because forward guard. So players who position carefully and have good map awareness will stay protected but also allows for counterplay where if the opponent has better positioning and map awareness than you do you will get cc from behind so this also translates into pve where if you position yourself correctly um you can have really good survivability in pvp a pve so i think this proposal has the most impact on pve and as a pve player I, so this is the one i'm leaning more towards okay yeah no i mean like mm -hmm. i i think that the majority of people are kind of leaning towards that second option as well 
um for similar reasons blonde where's your positioning on this i know you have thoughts before the podcast here <laughs> um it's kind of complicated because as someone who just kills monsters like these options are kind of like oh okay like not really something that really bothers me or interests me i guess technically like if they're going to rebalance like super armors frontal guards that would kind of change some grind spots but then they, they've adjusted grind spots before when it comes to CC mechanics and resistances and certain stuff like that. I mean, they literally just changed the dynamic of crypt to go from an accuracy needing spot to an AP spot. So I think option two, if they're only going to give us the three options, option two is like the only realistic one. Um, but it's kind of tough because I've I've asked a lot of a few different discords and a bunch of different communities. I don't even know how much their PVPers as much, but just people that have perspectives on the game. And a lot of people are wanting a fourth option. <laughs> I, I, there are some people that like want option two out of the three options, but there's quite a few people that think there should be a fourth option that I've seen. Uh, there's some people that think that the balancing in general needs to be something more looked at rather than the options. But if I'm going to lean in any direction, it's definitely not going to be one or three. It's probably going to be number two. But I don't know. It's kind of a um, tough pigeonhole. So you were you mentioned like option four. Like what were the option fours that people were suggesting? That was that was kind of the frustrating part is that like their option quote unquote four for so many different groups of people mm -hmm. means like so many different things some people think that mm -hmm. they really shouldn't adjust things right now they should just be adjusting individual outlier classes and i think that mm -hmm. on a large idea like most people can kind of agree with that when you have a class that like only has like protection in their movement and then you have a lot of these newer classes where they're like fully protected on a lot of their abilities and combos and movement and everything else i feel like it kind of takes away from some other classes but i'm not an expert pvper so i can't say one way or the other i just know that this is a, <laughs> this is a hot topic for a lot of people because class design and class like what mm -hmm. the the design of the class that pa has and the class identity is inherently tied into the movement or the, the like the protection of a class too <laughs> like you have some of these crazy fast classes where they need to be like super armor protected through all their movement and then when they're actually mm -hmm. doing something like they're not protected like that's the point is that they're moving so like i've seen the comments saying that oh well if option two is taken then we need to adjust the really really fast classes or stuff like that um that's been the main comment i've seen um, um yeah it's kind of uh, tough yeah no i mean like it's tougher especially when you don't have necessarily the pvp background as someone that does have a really big PvP background, especially in like the large scale PvP sense, um, I would say that my first impressions on it were, I'll take one of the two options. Um, I think option three is out of the question. I don't think that you can do option three um, just from a practicality sense. Um, trying to add all of the protections that they were adding to the global labs in the first place uh, and then adding grabs essentially makes the meta, okay, well, no one is ever going to get CC'd unless it's by a grab, right? And so, like, that's not mm -hmm. PvP and that's not fun, so you can't have that. So I think that the PvP community pretty universally agrees that option three is uh, a disaster uh, and shouldn't be done. Uh, however, the idea of adding a grab to every class and then maybe nerfing the mobility down on some of the classes is actually one I kind of like very much. Um, I actually lean, I, I don't mind if they go with option one or option two. I like option one uh, primarily just because, and, and I'm in the minority on this. Um, I like option one. And the majority of the reason I like this is because a skill that could get through a frontal guard um, 
is something that would help a tremendous amount of classes. It would make, for example, um, Warrior fightable. You know, it would make a Valkyrie fightable. You can't just stand and block and then just grab somebody, right? Like it's uh, like mm -hmm. it adds more dynamic to the game. You have to be very careful with it because like the block is a very fundamental aspect uh, of mm -hmm. a lot of kits. But like, um, so like if you just made it like one skill that could crash through a frontal guard and get a CC down, uh, but it was like, you know, every like 15 seconds or something, mm -hmm. um, I think would be pretty reasonable uh, to give the classes in the game. It also gives non-grab classes a way to kind of play around um those grab classes and then it get, makes grab classes think like okay i have to bait out that mm. skill and i have to use a super armor during it um you know because it doesn't do any damage but like also it'll cc mm. me through my frontal guard if i just stand and block like an idiot um so i like that option i think it actually adds more counterplay to the game i think it makes it very interesting i don't like uh the idea of keeping the changes that are currently on the global lab so i don't like option one if they're just going to keep what's on the global labs and then kind of add these extra uh, things to it. Again, I think that like mm -hmm. the, there's just too much protection on the global. Lab. I think you just need to scale that back a little bit. Sure. You can add some protections to every class, but like you can't go too crazy with it. Uh, and then you got to keep it in bounds um, when it comes to trying to uh, balance the rest of it. I think the majority of the PVP community likes option two. I like option two as well. Uh, the idea of scaling back some of the frontal guards in the game Um with um i mean scaling back some of the super armors in the game and then adding frontal guards is a w idea in most cases i do think that there are some classes that you're gonna have like they're gonna have to like adjust on a special case like awakening witch um mm -hmm. for example who doesn't have any protection against grabs and then if you change voltaic to a frontal guard for example um or like one of her fundamental course thunderstorm to a frontal guard the, the class is dead um, like there's actually just nothing you can do in PVP. I think that the biggest problem with option two is that it favors way too much of the flanking assassins. I think that all the flanking assassins, high mobility. Yeah, I think yeah. that all flanking assassins in the game benefit far more than all of the other classes in the game. Valkyries, warriors, um, like any guardians, witches, wizards, anyone that has to come at you from the front is going to have a much harder time with option two. Anyone that plays a ninja, a kuno, um, uh, a megu, uh, a wusa, etc., is probably going to like option two because they can just jump. Oh, sweet. A frontal guard is not actually a seat or is not actually a protection against a sork. It is mm. what, like, you know, like, what, what are you supposed to do if you're throwing it? Like, everybody knows when you're fighting a Mewa, you're like, okay, you're waiting for her to try to get behind you, but and then you have to try to super armor. Well, if you're taking away a lot of the super armors, well, the flanking assassins just go crazy with it. So, like, I like option one more than I like option two, but I think I'm in the minority on that. I think that a lot of people I, I've, I've heard like option two. But as Blonde said, mm -hmm. there's a big part of the community that likes an option four. Uh, and I started talking about this when I first went over the Global Lab patches on my um, in my, my Global Lab patch note rundown. I said, well, actually, mm -hmm. I think that it would be cool to kind of do option one or two, but also do... I, again, I, I don't mind adding a grab to every class. I think that that would be fun. Oh. And, then, and then nerfing the mobility on some of the classes, I think that's totally fun. I think that that gives counterplay to some of the classes that maybe just have not had a grab or a defense, uh, especially if we're going to go with option two. You're talking about making uh, any class that has to stand in super armor uh, a, lot, a lot weaker, like a lot weaker. Like you're talking about making the flanking assassins, most of who have grabs um, or can just blink behind you, even if they don't have a grab, you're just making them all stronger. So, like, 
I don't mind giving everyone a grab in that case, or, or at least giving the classes a grab that didn't maybe benefit as much from the patch. So uh, I'm curious, what are your guys' options on, um, or what are your guys' thoughts on the grab specifically? If you take away uh, the I, other part of option three, I know that Jay, you had stronger feelings about it, but what if they did it in a different way? So I, I was actually discussing this idea with my chat about the, um, of changing grabs to be maybe you can it's like a conditional thing you can only use it if somebody's stunned or somebody is knocked down like a conditional grab it can only be used as like a follow-up cc rather than a cc catch and maybe that's a way to uh tone down the power of grabs but still have them relevant as a follow-up for the cc again i i, I this is just like speaking right, from right, like right. a you know um, outside point of view so so initial problems i see with that lawn mm -hmm. Okay, so succession lawn. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna throw out this is the first class that comes to mind. Succession lawn becomes mm -hmm. a serious problem there because she can just stand in permanent super armor basically all the time. Um, so mm -hmm. not having a way to grab something like that, um, mm -hmm. it would be difficult, right? So like see, not being able mm -hmm. to initiate with a grab on these very heavily super armored classes would be difficult. I think maybe if they did take away a fair amount of the super armors in the game on oppressive classes like lawn and succession berserker. I think that maybe mm -hmm. yes you could go forward with grabs being a not not so initiatory not so much initiative uh oriented so much as just a follow-up cc and i think that honestly mm -hmm. i like that change i just i think that it requires a different change for it. i think it would require option two uh and then a, and then mm -hmm. a follow-up change to grabs in option mm -hmm. three which by the maybe way it's all, maybe it's all a mix we can mix a one two three equals four you know <laughs> yeah which by the way again um makes flanking assassins even better like that that mm. kind of a change where you can't initiate with grabs sorks are like uh, you bet your sweet bippies we want that you know what i mean <laughs> like like every flanking assassin in the game is gonna love a change like that um so like i'm worried that the assassin meta is gonna get a little out of control if and when they go with option mm. two because i honestly like i said the overwhelming majority have said option two um that i have seen uh we have the um um the united nations tonight so we will have korea's pvp scene uh and korea's perspective on it uh, and then i'm i'm, I'm ho i think armin and frosty will be in there as well uh and then myself uh and then bro bear will be there to translate uh with champion jason representing eu maybe we might be able to get one more eu rep in there but like i'll get more of an idea of what the rest of the pvp scene looks like but i've been kind of peeping around mm -hmm. to all the major discords most people want option two i am concerned that most people that i hear suggesting this play flanking assassins <laughs> like like it's they're like oh yeah of course let's just do that you know what i mean i'm like oh my god um so yeah it, it, it is a little concerning but uh blonde how do you feel about adding grabs to other classes as a berserker and somebody that um really has been putting the w in grab uh for the last five years <laughs> how do you feel about everyone being able to do that to you now i think that um as a as a berserker that only pves and doesn't really pvp or anything i think that if you're gonna add grabs to all these classes in the game you inherently have to nerf again their identity like there are classes for example like a megu who can like literally teleport and create clone then teleport back to the clone and has like really crazy fluid non-stop movement mm -hmm. imagining as annoying as her movement is with a grab would just be just irritating super super irritating it would be um yep. there's a lot of other classes for example like 
you know, Musa Mewa is having their crazy movement. Imagine, and, and already the stub arrow can be kind of annoying, right? Um, mm -hmm. But imagine them being able to grab you. I feel like you'd have to inherently nerf the kits. I, I think that it's just not a realistic option. Like, if we're just going to have, like, some crazy just, okay, whatever mode, we're just going to go wild and everybody gets everything and we're just going to have a crazy old time, sure. But I think that at that point, if you just want to play a class of the grab, then play a class of the grab, if that's what you want. You know, if you're, like, voting for that option, just play the class of the grab. Like, you know, you can make half the female characters look the same. Um, you can make some of the male characters look the same. Just play the one that has the grab if that's what you're really interested in. Um, yeah. Your I, solution to grabs is to, well, just play a class <clears throat> with a grab, idiot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, don't think okay. adding a million grabs to the game is is the cure, cause cause imagine how much you like a class that maybe doesn't have a grab, and you love the movement and all the feel of like, you know, what your class does, and then imagine it getting a grab, and then they nerf what makes the class fun, which is the identity and the movement and the feeling and the flow. That would make me miserable. I would be so upset. For example, if Zerker didn't have a grab, I would be upset if I had to get a bunch of stuff changed in my class just to get a grab. Something that maybe I'm not even interested in, especially if you're. I mean, not even interested in PvP. Like, that would be pretty irritating. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, well, they did say, to be clear, to preface this, they did say that if they did add gra um, grabs to all the classes, they would have to nerf mobility on right, right, several right. classes. I mean, So they did a talk lot of the about feedback, scaling the mobility down, um, especially on, like, Maywa Musa, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the feedback that I've, but, but that would like, again, take away the whole, again, I, almost identity or half the identity of the class, which is, I mean, sure, the people that don't play it are like, yeah, I don't care. But the people that do play it are probably going to be pretty upset. Um, I, a lot of the feedback I've seen that um, it's just like option one and three are basically the same. And then the only... It's just complex. It, it, there's so many like f further changes that have to change. I think more people are, are on the total agreement that maybe they should just adjust classes. If we have a current game where you know we're riddled with super armor, so the only way to like uh, get someone is a grab. So then the solution is give everyone a grab. Why don't we just adjust super armors? But then you know certain high mobility block jump classes will be then stronger because not everybody's sitting in these things. And you know, I, I think that just adjusting the game. But when I asked, I asked a few different discords their feedback on stuff. Everybody was like, "Well, I think people just don't really remember prior to full super armor BDO. Oh what yeah, no, I non super armor BDO game is Pepperidge like Farm the reason, remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers the reason why PA like flew into this like high SA meta is because everybody hated getting CC'd and having a million gaps and all their stuff. That is so, correct, like, sir. So then they made everyone permanent protected based on the feedback. And what's exactly going to happen after option two is that same thing is going to happen. We're going to go from like, you know, not every class is fully super armored up, right? But a lot of the classes that are going to be PVPing, they're going to be like, wow, this game sucks. I get caught out so much. It's not a skill game anymore. I don't have any skills to use. I can't do anything. And they're going to give that feedback and then PA is going to want to revert the changes. Then we're back to basically where we already are. Now, I, um, I will say, to be fair, I was there when they, when they changed uh, PVP the first time. Um, and like added a bunch more protections to the game. And I will say that as a veteran player that's been through all of these changes and all this stuff, I have never seen a greater exodus of, uh, PVP players from the game than, than that patch, than mm -hmm. the patch where they added all of those protections. I saw 
an overwhelming percentage of PvPers just leave the game. Yeah. Um, and so, like, but, but... I think returning to a meta where people are less protected might actually bring more PvPers back to the game again. I think maybe in some cases, I think that there's just too many different types of players. Protected. We we have players that have played the game since launch that have been through it all. We have players that are that came like midway through, and then they've also came back to like new players where we've had players that have only played in the last one to two to three years that have no idea. So they think maybe oh we need to remove all this stuff because like you guys have no idea it's way better if like it's more skill dependent but then everybody's then going to complain about desync and gaps and then that's going to be the main complaint and we're not going to get any actual changes done to classes like I, I think i mentioned this on the last podcast when we were talking like looking at a class dynamic of like okay um we've got you know five abilities of super armors we got one grab we've got two frontal guards and then looking at the class identity to adjust maybe those super armors or adjust maybe this or that. But I think regardless, people base their PvP combos around being able to extend their super armors. Being able, like That's the whole skill of learning your class and doing those extensions and combos. Um, I think people are always going to be doing whatever they can to, you know, I agree. find out how to play their class in a certain way that... I, I think it's just PA really, really has to take a hard bunker stance and just figure out what philosophy they want for the game. Maybe get some nope. opinions from quote-unquote expert PvPers and nah, look at no, that. But, but that, no more that's bunker. Not, it, it can't happen. It no happen. more bunker. Blonde, they've been living in the it, bunker. Our biggest problem lately is that they've been sitting in a bunker, refusing to listen to anyone for the last, like, two years. Particularly right, right, the right. worst in the last six months. Get the fuck out of the bunker. They're the bunker, dude. I don't want a bunker approach again. <laughs> I just feel like rapid changes are going to upset more players and cause more dissonance rather than them looking at what the direction philosophically they want the game to look at and then taking some expert opinions well, and then just asking. doing the game. Well, they're asking. Well, well, e but even this uh, three-option problem, I've seen people still not liking any of the options and wanting a fourth option, which I agree. There's always going to be people that want a fourth option. Always. But but it's like, what are we looking for? Are we looking for the majority of players? Are we looking for the majority of the PVPers? Or are we looking for expert opinions? Are we only looking at it from the professional perspective? Like, if you looked at a pie chart of all the decisions of what people want, mm -hmm. it, it's it's not evenly divided, but there's a lot of different slices on what people want. Um, well, depending on what class you play, depending on what content you do, there's, there's what, three or four different caps of Node Wars and Sieges, and we have AOS, and we have Open World, and we have um, RBF, two different RBFs. Um, and then we're going to be getting the 1515 guild. Actually, and we're going to get the 300 300. Well, there's what? Actually, there's three different RBFs. That's right. There's the capped one, isn't there? That's the one. Well, no, there's Garmoth. Nobody. Oh, there's four. Oh, there's, there's Garmoth. Garmoth, Gasa Ruins, <laughs> Valencia. He didn't even remember. He's like, oh, yeah, the capped one. No, no, yeah, I mean, the Garmoth, stuff that nobody right? plays, right? Oh, um, <laughs> like, all of this stuff needs to be adjusted, and they have to figure out what game mode we're going to balance things on and then kind of go from there. And I think that. <laughs> also with us having like crazy ping and desync the game that korea gets or develops for korea is never going to be the game that we get and then when we give them feedback based on how our servers and desync and the game is it's just going to create this amalgamation product when we get it i'm okay, just saying so so uh one thing i would counter with is that like there is always going to be people that don't agree with what you're doing necessarily right sure. and like oh, you said sure, sure. there always has to be a vision there but Going in a bunkered approach is what they have been doing for years, and I yeah, hate yeah. this approach. No more bunker. I, 
I like that they're asking the PvP community what we want instead of just, we're going to put this on the Global Labs, and then a week later, they're all going to get it regardless of what they say, um, which has been, that's the bunkered approach. Um, I like this approach where they're just asking us for options. Um, of the options, I think that, like, I would stray away, like, the best option I, I, I would see is honestly... Instead of giving every class a grab and having to adjust mobility and all this crazy shit, um, and again, to serve your point of, all right, well, we don't really want to hurt the, like the, the identity of some of these classes. I would say, okay, how about we combine option one and option two then, and we still give, we turn super armors into funnel guards, um, um, but then you also give some of the classes, not all of the classes necessarily, but some of them that struggle without you know, grabs like Witch, Awakening Witch, for example, not Sork, because the Sork, see the classes that can get behind Frontal Guards without too much problem? Oh, well, they, they don't need this. But like classes that can't just get behind a Frontal Guard, I think you should give them a way to go through it. I think that that is more reasonable. So like, no, we don't have a grab, but like we have one skill every 15 seconds that could go through a frontal guard. So if we play it really well and we wait for them to throw out a frontal guard and we use this skill, bam, we get a CC. Um, like that's, I think that makes block classes a little bit more fair to play against. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that, Jay? Um, so you said you wanted to give Witch, um, a grab. Is that what, is that what you said earlier? Cause uh, I was like, no, thinking, not necessarily. No. No, 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 no. To be clear, not necessarily. Uh, I said, if we gave, like there's two to... options here, like, mm -hmm. like there's two options that I would be okay with yeah. outside of just adding option two or adding option one, mm -hmm. which we already discussed. But like, if you wanted mm -hmm. to talk about something like adding grabs or fourth option, um, I don't mind adding a grab to every class in the game. So long as you also adjusted mobility uh, mm -hmm. on those classes, not just, I didn't even mention which, but like when it comes to like, a, like this topic here, I'm asking you if, uh -huh. If there's a way, if we can add option one and option two together, or some of the classes in the game have a mm -hmm. way to break through a frontal guard, like Awakening Witch. Um, oh, okay. So that's so what, okay. some of the classes in the game get that, but like the classes that are already good at jumping behind frontal guards, Awakening Megu, Sork, Ninja, Kuno, etc. Um, those classes don't get the the ability to break through a frontal guard, but the mm. classes that are already going to struggle with that. Yes, you give them the ability to kind of break through once every 15 or so seconds, kind of like a grab, right? Because the grabs all have 15 second cooldowns as well. Yeah, so actually um, this this kind of um, uh, reminds me of when I was like reading, have you guys read um, Divios's uh, little manifesto? Little, but his, yeah, his manifesto <laughs> to, to, so there was this one line that it really like resonated with me, which was um, yeah, when you mentioned that balance requires like a, a give and a take. And that when right. you buff classes, there needs to also be a nerf somewhere, right? I think players need to understand that classes can have their own strengths and weaknesses, and and that's okay. And I don't think every class should be strong in every, in every piece scenario. of video. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I remember this one discussion I had a long time ago with somebody about Awakening Witch, saying how they couldn't beat a striker that was contesting their spot at Star's <laughs> End in 2020. And they were saying how Awakening Witch needs buffs to be able to deal with, you know, 1v1s better. And I was like, I was trying my best to be, like, supportive and be like, hey, maybe Awakening Witch wasn't built for dueling or 1v1s and performs better in other content. And then I said, like, aren't you doing pretty well in, like, Node Wars and stuff? And he was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and then I'm like... <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, there's, like, a hero class. complex well, of, like, people thinking they should be able to do everything. If they have enough skill, they should be able to do everything. But well, that's, that's not the case for the game. And that's okay. 
Jay's absolutely right. The, other way around. the problem is that it's gonna the pendulum is gonna swing too far. We're already at a point. I'm mm -hmm. gonna use Witch as an example because she's in a bad spon where Awakening mm -hmm. Witch in large-scale PvP is garbage. It's complete fucking garbage. The only thing that makes Awakening Witch good in large-scale PvP is mm -hmm. protected area and the fact that you can heal. But there is absolutely no mm -hmm. reason to play that over the Succession counterpart. Um, Awakening Witch is garbage in large-scale PvP. It is one of the... It is probably the worst class in the game in AOS. Mm -hmm. I would rather have a Shy on my team than an Awakening Witch, for sure. Um... Like, I would rather have an Archer so on my team than an Awakening mm -hmm. Witch. But, like, aside from that, and then 1v1s, obviously, it's already one of the worst classes in the game. So, like, mm -hmm. this isn't really just being like, well, your class can't be good at everything. Well, it has to be good at something. Um, yeah, that's, so like, that's kind of what I was going to try to lead into. So, maybe because, uh, like, what you just mentioned before was that she was not doing too hot <laughs> in all these contents. Maybe they should, uh, the solution might be to lean her more towards something that she can be good at, right? And and give her large more... Scale, right? um, yeah, large scale. Yeah, that's that, that, that's how, in how I, I personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's, that's but I what think, they should do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that adding a an ability to break. Let's be honest. If witch gets mm -hmm. one ability every fifteen seconds, awakening witch. And we're taking this as like the the example because it's a good example. Mm -hmm. Um, if you give awakening witch the ability to break through a frontal guard every fifteen seconds, where does that help her exactly? Does that help her in um one v ones? You're probably still dead. You and I have both played mm -hmm. Awakening Witch, right? You're still dead. They're like you're there mm -hmm. unless you play that absolutely perfectly. There's almost no way that you're going to be able to kill somebody, um, even if you do land the CC and you're and like you're a miracle worker. And else you run but, away, right? And else you run away and swap servers faster. Exactly. But like yeah, mm -hmm. a skill like that with AOE on it could help you in large scale PvP CC people and like mm -hmm. do the damage that you do, mm -hmm. right? So like uh, depending on what skill you put it on, right? Let's say you put it on. Yeah. Uh, barrage of lightning or something like okay barrage of lightning can now go through frontal guards and bounce people okay hmm. um awakening witch just got a lot better in large scale p and now awakening witch has split teleport done that should have been done forever ago i'm not sure why awakening mm -hmm. in both specs um wizard and witch can't have a split teleport um but like i part of what you're saying is you're kind of implying that classes need to be handled case by case and that's absolutely the case here like mm -hmm. they're gonna have to go through every class case by case and make that class fundamentally good at what it's supposed to be good at ninjas not supposed to be good necessarily in large-scale pvp it is dominating in 1v1s it's dominating in 3v3s it's not necessarily supposed to be good in large-scale pvp um warrior is exactly the same way right so is tamer but like you mm -hmm. know like i think that most of those classes that i mentioned right there already like they're actually just good already at some other stuff but other classes just they're not in a good spot like awakening corsair it's just not in a super great spot right now um awakening witch is not in a super great spot right now um and there's there's plenty of other classes that kind of go along with it ideally yeah i think that they would approach this like okay every single class we're gonna we're gonna look at this differently but like if you have to pick one of the options i would mm -hmm. like to i would like to pick a hybrid um of one and two Again, because I, I feel like if you just pick option two, mm -hmm. which is what I've seen a lot of people suggest, you're just mm -hmm. a flanking assassin. This gets so much better. It's like you're stupid if you're not playing a flanking assassin. You're like an idiot if you're not playing a, a flanking assassin like that. Um, and it would kill most of the uh, the other classes mm -hmm. in the game. So, like, I think that there needs to be a little bit more of a hybrid option. Um, but mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if you guys had to if you guys had to pick one. 
Which one would you go with? I again, I'm gonna stick with one. It would. It, oh, for me, it would be two because <laughs> okay. uh, it it affects the PVE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. He's like, I have more photo yeah. cards than PVE. We're gaming. <laughs> We can't forget about the PvEers, guys. This isn't just a PvP discussion, right? <laughs> I, I'm curious. Do you guys like the this approach that they're taking uh, with? I um, love this. Attention? So I wanted to mention this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sorry. It's it's kind of funny because over the last two months on my stream, I've been saying, you know, they really should do what old school RuneScape does, where they kind of just like let people vote. <laughs> and literally, there must be a PA spy in my stream because literally, I've been saying that and like talking about it, and like it would be cool because then the community feels like they're, they, you know, then PA can mm -hmm. blame the community because they voted on it, and then the community can only blame themselves for voting on the option that curses them in the end, right? And mm -hmm. people are satisfied because they feel like they have a voice when they felt for the last few years they haven't had a voice in the community mm. and so i was i just kept when i kept talking about this and i thought it was so funny i'm like holy shiz what are the chances like christmas miracle they give us an option for high-end pvp changes and what direction you want the game to go and i was like oh blonde. that's kind of fucking wild bro. this is not a christmas forward, miracle is, okay this, this is, is like what I, they should be doing it's i think that they should be asked i, I mean unless they're going to hire someone for each individual part of the game or hire a handful of people that are all experts and get an expert opinion on the game, mm -hmm. which they haven't done and doesn't seem like they're going to do unless they're going to do that, which doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I think they should have to leave it up to a vote or an option or something. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that always the majority is going to be the right opinion sometimes because the majority can sometimes mm -hmm. be stupid or wrong, but I mean, the only other option is they don't listen to anybody. Nobody feels like they get listened to, and they just keep doing whatever they're going to do for the game. You know what I mean? At least this way people feel mm -hmm. like they have some semblance of feedback or they're being listened to or whatnot, because mm -hmm. a lot of people already don't feel that way. I think one thing that I would like them to improve on is that whenever we get these, like, you know, big changes, um, it's just, it's done through Global Labs, and it's just, like, this one developer note, and... I just feel like they could do a little bit better job like with communication and stuff and me may maybe they could bring in people players <laughs> dude like help literally yeah, I, I feel like the developers could really benefit a lot if they have a proper discussion with people like like Divios who's who's had like you know he's been playing for like what he said he played for like over 40,000 hours for the game and he seems like mm -hmm. he knows a lot about PvP uh, from the from what I read in his manifesto thing um and so okay i shouldn't have called like it a manifesto you know? that implies it that is he's a fucking, manifesto it, it implies it that he's crazy okay it's never the mind manifesto. Of a manifesto. I, does know? anybody have a copy of it i'd love to read the the, the whole it's, thing it's in the link i linked it in the in the outline oh blue hello do you, oh. did you read the outline yeah i did a manifesto is a public declaration of policy and aims before oh. an election or political party candidate so like literally weird. it's a manifesto <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i think I if they actually bring nailed people that more, you know like he he divya seems like he generally seems very concerned for the game and wants it to be better and uh, again like um you know i think it's a lot of people like that yeah 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 100 and and uh, i think that devs could do well with discussing that with the players who play the game a lot you know well so. they did do this with like what the arena of arsha tournament winners but they asked about oh, individual well, classes but it didn't go over so well it's just yeah yeah, yeah well i mean that's that's the thing if that's going to be the way they're mm -hmm. going to do it then because i can't remember who told me someone said that like each class just is like was it you blue that told me each class is one guy that works on it yep and it just is yeah. is that way yeah. and that's the way it goes so if you're playing a class that isn't getting updated 
Sorry, bro. You got the short end of the stick. You got the bad devs. Pick a different class and find a dev that loves their class, because that, that's not, you know. What is it? Jay's going to go to the Corsair guy and be like, hey, man, your players are upset. What are you doing, bro? Add some super armors. Add some damage. What are you doing? <laughs> and that guy's like, eh, I'm good. And he's splashing in the water on the beach. <laughs> more otters. More <laughs> <laughs> More otters. He's on that island off the coast of Kama, Grana, uh, the bro, little I... sand island with the otters. No, there's a third guy in the room going, but what if we added a shell bell fairy skin? <laughs> and we made it die. Oh, no. oh no. I need an adult. I need an adult. Um so okay, so setting aside um setting aside like PvP aspect of it, from a PvP or from a PvE perspective, I assume that you guys would like option two. More frontal guards in PvE is just objectively a win, right? I mean yeah. one and three wouldn't really change anything for us, right? Yeah. Um oh, so, yeah, it does. I... Oh yeah, they do. Um, one said they were going to add protections to the game, but they were going to add gaps between your skills, and then they were going to add the ability to break through frontal guards for some classes, which that particular part doesn't necessarily affect you, right. but adding protections does. And then number three said that they were going to keep the, the changes that they had on the global app before, which is why everyone's like, Ugh. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at that because everybody was already hating it so much. I didn't. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even read it because so many people were just so violently throwing up about it. I was like, I'm not gonna read that if people are like that. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I, I, mean, just, I, I mean, yeah. I, I do um, think that adding protections across the board is typically a bad idea because, again, in yeah. my experience with the game, like you said, like, oh no, people forget what it was like back then. Well, that's. That's because everybody that fucking hated those changes left, and I say everybody because it was probably half. Half of the current, like, we're at about half or less now of the, uh, like, the PvPers that used to exist back in the game back then. I mean, there used to be 30 to 35 T1 guilds in the game. Just yeah. T1 guilds um, in the game. And then those changes were pushed through, mm -hmm. and it vaporized. Um a lot of those T1 guilds, and we didn't see that resurgence again until uh, Tuvala rolled around, and we saw, like, the seasonal, um, um, like, kind of upsurgence of players. But, like, now this is the life that everybody knows. No one remembers what it was like. Now, I'm not saying it was better back right. then necessarily, but as far as a PvP perspective, and this is how the, the developers are looking at it, I think adding more protections means you're going to lose more PvPers, which means Jay gets what he wants, um, and... PVE lords reign supreme. This uh, is the it world is what that it, Jay wants. It is. It is. It is what it is. Hey, actually, okay, this is gonna be surprising, but I actually did Arena of Solaire for the first time. The no, other you didn't. the other day, I did. Oh, yeah? I did. Had actually, fun? Mm -hmm, I, I yeah, I, I joined. It, so, Choice and Wutar asked me to play with them, and so, um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is an opportunity for me to to go in, and I, I have to admit, I had a little bit of fun. Maybe it's because, you know, I was queuing up with people that I knew and, you know, they were really good and they were really excited to teach me. Um, they told me to imagine the other team as a group of golems and do my PvE combo against them. And it worked most of the time. So, most of the time. <laughs> however, some of the golems and the other team started turning into Draconias and that was a whole different story. But all in all, I actually enjoyed my time there. So, um, hey, I think it's fun doing it with uh, friends. Yeah, yeah, it's really like, fun. Like, <laughs> like this is I, again. I don't really get into PvP, but I think when uh, when when you're there with like friends and you're just you know having fun, I think that's like the spirit of mm -hmm. I mean, I, the, the spirit of PvP. I don't mean being cringe a bit, but 
No, um, no, no true. <laughs> There's nothing better than Jay squatting out with your guild, going mm, to a GVG on Arsh or something stupid. Jay we're fighting over uh, family. Right? We're playing a massive multiplayer <laughs> online game where we have loot skins <laughs> for our fairies. There is nothing that you could Yum. say on this podcast that I would consider cringe. Do you understand? Um, <laughs> like this is the state of the game in 2024, uh, as mm. we know it. Um, did you guys get anything big? Uh, I wanted to ask, did you guys get anything like I, Jay? Hi. I, you big got your friend Pendebo, didn't you? For your enhancing. Oh, yes. I Sorry did. To I did get my Pendebo. I also got, um, uh, my DNA and Doom this year as well. And actually got one extra T10 Pegasus, like randomly. So I have four T10s now. It, it kind of bounced, guys, if it might seem like I'm boosted, but those four out. T10s, if you were there from the beginning, it balanced it, out. I started from the beginning, and in total, I've done 153 T10 attempts to get four T10s. And so it it's still like I'm still like a little bit below average, apparently, if yep. you just average it out. But but yeah, you're I'm good. Say. I don't judge <laughs> you, Jay. I've been there since the beginning. I remember. Yeah. So Jay, hi. When you swap, you have the stable swap thing, right? I do, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. I just want you to understand that you are reported. Uh, but also, <laughs> when you have the stable swap thing, if you kill yeah. one of your peggies, does the other peggy, like, is it still there? Like, can you still swap to it? The other peggy? I, I don't think you can store four in it. You can only store the three different ones. So what if you had six? Six? Hey, can you get another one? I don't think you can get a second Krogdalo Sanctuary. It's tied to your... Uh, you know the mount icon when you right click the mount icon you get like three little slots and you can you can check it in like literally like a stable um and is you it can on all your characters um you, you can actually made in from other characters as long as the horses are all checked in you can go to another character from a different region and grab the sanctuary with their maid and then you use the t10s on that it's not locked like a compass on. between it's different not regions locked like a compass yeah it's not like a treasure what it's, like, it's a treasure yeah mm -hmm. so that's just... sick mm -hmm. i didn't know that i didn't know why can't you move the compass in the map around this is bullshit <laughs> man listen what? listen listen history of deck is coming out everybody's gonna be living like just drowning in compasses soon don't worry it's gonna yeah, be great. Nobody's gonna care. Everybody's gonna have a compass. Um, yeah, I, I'll probably try Dekia Histria uh, when it comes up. Now, as for these um, mm. PvP changes, I, I'm not sure. I think large scale PvP. If you add option two, large scale PvP becomes. Mm -hmm. I think their original vision was to try to buff players in large scale PvP and make it easier. I think if you add option two, it makes it way harder. I think adding just only frontal guards and large scale PvP, guess who benefits? Just yeah, it's, the assassins. It's, it's going to have to be option two with like 50 steps after that. And they have to be mm. on top of it. They cannot just call it a day and be like, oh, guys, we listen to the community. We're good. Pat ourselves on the back. Let's walk away. I can't. Um, what else is um, making this balancing really hard as well is that um, there's like so many different kinds of gear caps for the different kinds of game modes in, right that's in, what i was saying EDO, well, right well, so that's, it's like go ahead that's like one of the toughest things what are we looking at when we're balancing that what mm -hmm. like what's the most played thing right um siege also what's, wars, well, what's AOS, strange to me a world. Is, mm -hmm. it seemed to me because i have insider trading info that the developers told me when mm -hmm. i went to the fucking calfion ball 
Um, mm. But like, because again, I got to sit down and actually talk with them and Jay and well, I didn't like like necessarily, privilege, but like I was like nonchalantly like we're all standing around like eating our food, whatever, mm. and we're just ha ha ha. So how do you balance your game? You know what I mean? Like I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, very casually asking fundamentally core questions that I needed to understand um, about the game, and it's my understanding that when they told me that that they were balancing around primarily AOS at the time AOS. i think um, i feel like aos is like accessible to both new players old players people that want to pve and don't really mm -hmm. care about pvp even i'm interested in aos just because i get to squat mm -hmm. up with a few friends well, well, um, was, it's a lot of fun well what was strange to me is that then they turn around and they they felt like they needed to add all these protections so that players could be better in large-scale pvp that's very yeah, strange. It, it's a like, bro, it's a tough one criticism. It's like it. you cannot it's balance like, around all three. You can't. It's not possible. Well, mm -hmm. When we have a game mode that's played by the hardcore PvPers, quote unquote, and you want everybody to have fun, and having desync causes a lot of problems. So how do we get rid of desync? Well, we can't. Okay, but what if we just give everybody super armor so that they can just kind of continue to use their abilities, not get interrupted? I, I think that's where their mentality is at. It's like, well, these people then, if they're fully super armored up, they can go in and just do a bunch of stuff and have fun. Like, they don't have to get CC'd mm -hmm. and get annoyed by the desync and get caught out. They could just spam all their abilities and have fun. And I, I'm not going to lie, I think that's literally all the thought process that's been put into it. I think that's it. What do you, what do you think about... Um, so I wanted to add... Uh, so for gear caps, right? For like, There's like T T1 nodes, T1, mm -hmm. T2 nodes, T3, yep. 4, 5... Uh, and they're all set at like different AP levels, but um, uh, you know, from what I'm understanding of like gear caps, like isn't it supposed to allow players to fight on more on a more equal ground with like equal stats? And I feel like because of like the different niches of these obscure itemizations that BDO has, like you can ex you can stack additional stats using like these niche accessories like Chimera earrings, Kai necklaces, uh, more external buffs. It doesn't seem like very equal anymore. So. Like on one hand, some people like that the you know like the different itemization options, and you can put more effort into getting an advantage. And then on the other hand, um, I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose of fighting equally as well. The so. different node wars scale so differently that like certain classes and certain node wars feel way better and way worse in certain modes. And mm -hmm. um, then like yeah, you have all those accessories and stuff. But I I think there's just always going to be a meta. Whatever's like the point mm -hmm. one percent better. I feel like especially in the NAEU competitive nature, we're going to go that way. Versus KR, mm -hmm. it's it's different. They're like it's Should not that they don't care like... about winning, but they care more mm -hmm. about like the fun and doing whatever they like want to play. You know, mm -hmm. play Zerkers. And... You think about like play. simplifying like the gear caps, like reducing the amount so that there's not like fifteen different kinds of gear caps in the game. Because, you know, RBF is also has like this weird, um, was it DR buff thingy when you're low? You, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're, it's a, it has like a different rule set for the damage you take in RBF or something. And so it's kind right. of hard to gauge you take a certain amount of damage, it like reduces it. It like yeah. does like a buffering, mm -hmm. staggering effect. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I don't think that reducing the amount of caps in the game is, is going to help at all. Um, I think mm -hmm. that I like the caps in the game, but I think that like the varying PVP caps makes the game interesting on a fundamental level. I do think that hmm. decreasing the amount of stats there are in the game is a W. This is something that oh, Tiltus yeah. introduced mm -hmm. uh, before to make it easier to understand for players, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of having evasion, hidden evasion, DR, hidden DR. Nope. You have evasion. 
and you have DR, right? You don't have AP and hidden AP, you have AP, right? Like it condensing all of these stats into a number that all players can understand. It's not like players that are like, well, how much gear do I need for orcs? Well, actually you need to make sure that you have this, this, and this. Like if you have this much PVP damage, you know what I mean? Like, no dude, like I, I don't want to have to explain that condensing all of these caps mm -hmm. helps in PVE as well as, it, as as much as it helps in capped PVP so that players can understand how to hit those caps, how close they are, and mm -hmm. like what they need, right? Fundamentally. Mm -hmm. So okay. like the change that I would like to see is condensing of all the different like stat types in the game. There's also all different kinds of damage. Um, when it comes mm -hmm. to like, like for example, like how is a new player supposed to understand that a Dark Knight just does 25% less damage to a Mystic? Like, they're like, wait, why? Oh, it's just mm. because that's a, there's I the like special charges. Yeah, like the class modifiers, like, dude, like there's a way to condense all of this so that the, the game stays essentially in the state that it is. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes it easier to digest for a newer player, uh, especially when they're approaching cat PvP like this. So, um, should they room? Yeah. Should they maybe remove the class modifiers, or do you think it's important to keep that in? Um, what do you mean, like, uh, like? Well, I mean, well, I do think that that damage is is kind of important. Um, in some mm -hmm. case, like, yeah, you do have to have class modifiers in some cases, but there's ways that you can work it mm -hmm. in in other aspects of the game. Um, instead of making it, it its own statistic, I think the reason they have it the way mm -hmm. they have it now is so that they can adjust it. Um, right, more At easily. Any time. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of, as much as it's annoying that we have another number on another thing that we then have to make sure that they're adjusting, because when's the last time yeah. we had those adjusted? Does anyone remember? Uh, but yeah, like I think that that should be looked at more often, looking at like the way the class interact. But again, how are they getting feedback? Are people just sending clips? Are are they watching Node Wars and Sieges? Like, is this like how do they know if it's a ball versus ball? Who's doing what damage and how they're going to be able to see like, oh, it was definitely this class that was doing a little too much damage, like. I really don't know how they're going to get their feedback other than literally doing it in practice with their own stuff, but mm. it's just, it's a lot. Uh, apparently, it's a lot to ask PA to be on top of it. Yeah, So I mean, it is what it is. Okay, we are out of time now on the podcast for this mm -hmm. week. So for the very first podcast of the year, let's go closing thoughts. Um, uh, Jay, we'll start with you. Closing thoughts. Um, it's a critical time for BDO. I'm scared, but I think we'll be all right. Let's hold. Let's all hold hands and make it through together. You can hold my hand over at Twitch.tv/JakeAndVTV before the T. All right, and blonde like segue. It was good. Yeah. PV ears up big. PV peers. Well, we'll see. I guess. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Catch me at Twitch.tv/BlondeBearGrinder for the merchant <laughs> ring and the LVI. <laughs> I love parties. All right. I love the party. And I am Blue Squadron. There's always something happening on this channel. Um, whether it be on YouTube, where there's always videos released every day, in the Discord, which is always super active, people sitting in voice, very active community there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. Uh, as for the podcast itself, you can find us on Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify. Uh, so you can listen to us on your way to work. Uh, from all of us here uh, at the Old Moon Podcast, have a great rest of your week and a happy new year. <laughs>